0: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast here at the Greenwood Church of God. We are so excited that you have found us here. Our prayer is that this podcast would enrich your life and give you strength for this week ahead. Thank you so much for being here. Now enjoy the podcast. Amen. Go with me if you would to the book of 2 Kings chapter 9 verse 1 through 3. 2 Kings chapter 9, verses 1 through 3. If you would, I would like you to stand for the reading of the word. I allowed you to sit right there. And um, you was able to be still there and enjoy your, 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 your padded pew. But for the sake of the word, I want you to join me as you stand. And Elisha the prophet called one of the children of the prophets and so and said unto him... Gird up thy loins and take this box of <clears throat> take this box of all of oil in thine hand listen i've always had good eyesight but i think it's failing me so if i mess up a couple words please just bear with me and take this box of oil in thine hand and go to Ramah Gilead and when thou comest thither look out there Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in, and make him arise from among his brethren, and carry him to all the inner chambers. Then take the box of oil, and pour it on his head, and say, Thus saith the Lord, I have anointed thee king over Israel. Then open the door, and flee, and tarry not. Now, God, I pray that you would add your blessing on your word. God, let me share it the way that you've laid it upon my heart. And God, I pray that we would leave this place declaring that we will rise up in Jesus' name. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In his name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. In 1971, a young man or young boy was born in South Africa. He showed signs of ambition, exceptional intelligence, From an early age and after completing his education, he immigrated to the United States in the early 1990s. Now, if I was to ask you today if you know anyone from Pretoria, South Africa, maybe some of the ones that come over and help with the farms and different things, if they're from there, you may know. But I am guessing if I was to ask you do you know anybody from that area most of you would say, if not all of you would say, no. He faced many challenges and he had to start a lot of his stuff and and he came out of obscurity and um, he began to found a couple companies and The first one he founded was Zip2, and it was in 1995. Zip2 was a software company that provided business directories and maps for newspapers. Although the company faced initial struggles, it was his determination and building of this company that allowed it to get to the place to where Compaq actually acquired it for $307 million dollars. In fact, he went from there to starting another venture and became the one that would run PayPal. Then after that, if some of you have already figured out who I'm talking about, you may have, but some of you may have not he was able to sell paypal to ebay for 1.5 billion dollars after that this young man from south africa decided to start what we know as the tesla motor company he began to begin to innovate the cars and the machines that they would build and then in 2008 he founded SpaceX, a private aerospace manufacturer and space um, transportation company, and in 2012 it became um, the first privately funded company to successfully send a spacecraft to the International Space Station. Then, what we used to know as Twitter was bought by this young guy from South a- or from Africa, and it became what we know today as. X. Most of you know that I'm talking about Elon Musk. I'm not using him as an example to say follow him in the way he lives because I don't believe he's righteous. But in this idea of coming from obscurity, he came from a place that we've never heard of. And now he is someone that everyone knows Through determination, through hard work, through going forward and doing what he was skilled to do, he was able to bring all of these things to fruition and he saw his successes begin to mount up and he saw some extraordinary achievements in his life. But the Bible talks about several people that have risen from obscurity. The first one in this text that we look at is Jehu, the one that would become king. In all of these points that we will look at today, we will pivot to Moses, to David, to Jesus. And we will see that God is desiring a church that will rise up out of obscurity. And enter into the place where he has called us to do great things. See, Jehu's calling did not start in 2 Kings, but it started in 1 Kings chapter 19. In 1 Kings chapter 19 We see the story of Elijah And the juniper tree Most of us have heard the story Of Elijah and the juniper tree And we've been preached to About how we are not to give up And how we are to keep on going And how we are not to be depressed But we skip over the fact That after he gets the revelation That he must continue He's told that he needs to go And he needs to begin to anoint a new king he needs to raise up a new prophet and i want to i want you to hear what he says about jehu in verse 15 of first kings chapter 19 it says the lord said to him go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus and when you get there you will anoint Hazael king over Aram and also anoint Jehu son of Nimshi king over Israel so here in chapter 19 of 1 Kings you see the initial call of Jehu Jehu is anointed, Jehu is told, could you imagine the strange surrounding of that story when he sees this prophet come over and anoint him king when he wasn't even in the lineage to be the king of Israel and so as we see Jehu and we see his calling we see that Jehu is somebody that is a warrior he is tough, he is rigid and over time I don't know if he got busy doing something else but from 1st King to chapter, from 1st King 19 to 2nd Kings chapter 9 there is nothing. that has been accomplished for Jehu to be king. In fact, it was as if God said you go and anoint him in chapter 19 of 1st King and you just let it just simmer and stay there. And when I get ready to elevate him, I will elevate him. Once again, he was not in the northern kingdom's lineage. He was not supposed to be king. That is not the way it should have gone according to politics and the the way that it had been lined up within the Jewish people. But God in his sovereignty and in his omniscience and in who he is chose Jehu. And so Jehu is called by God. We see three callings in Scripture that I want to pull out that are very similar. We see a man by the name of Moses. Moses was a part of a great, almost you could call, a national abortion demonstration. They were killing all of the Israelite male babies and Moses in Exodus 2 was saved and put in that bush and sit down the water and sit down that river and was saved and then raised in Pharaoh Pharaoh's home and raised by Pharaoh's daughter and we see that in his early state the hand of God was on Moses. David was another one that we see in 1 Samuel chapter 16. We see that David was minding his own business doing his own thing and David was called by God. David was disregarded. David was pushed back but we see at a young age God chose David and said I have a destiny for you Jesus I want to use him in this this message today because Jesus had a heavenly call we know according to the book of Revelation that he was the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world it was an eternal call but our Savior when he was birthed and born and placed into this world he had a purpose and a reason reason for him coming, it was not to just sit up shop here. It was not for him to just lollygag through life. But Jesus had a purpose, a mission to come, to save, to die, and to fulfill the law. Jesus himself had a call. But you also have been called by God. Scripture echoes it. Scriptures that we commonly hear like Jeremiah 1 and 5 that says before I formed you in the womb I knew you. We have scriptures like Jeremiah 29 and 11 that says I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. But when we dig it a little bit deeper, we see there's other scriptures that echo this. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, For we are the workmanship, our God's handiwork, and we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. In 2 Timothy 1 and 9, talking about being called, He has saved us and He has called us to a holy life. Listen, I know that the enemy would like to try to talk us out of it, but when you were placed in the womb of your mother, I believe that God had an eternal call on each person. Psalms 139 says, for you were created in the inmost being. You knit me to in my mother's womb I praise you because I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made and I know that full well see God has a purpose and a plan for your life no matter how you stray, no matter how you ignore it God still has a plan I personally believe the atheist has a plan I personally believe the one that is living in abomination God has a plan for their life you may choose to ignore it you may choose to push it away but it makes no it makes no changing in the belief of this preacher that every man, woman, boy and girl has a plan from God Almighty to do something for His kingdom you are chosen like Jehu like David, like Moses, like Jesus, you are chosen. You're not just chosen to preach. You're just not chosen to, to teach the Bible. You're not just chosen to be a big big big, big leader within the church but you are chosen to live a holy and acceptable lifestyle before the Lord. You are chosen to walk into this world as a new creation, as a chosen generation, as a royal priesthood. You may not be able to preach and you may get nervous and your knees may knock when you get in front of somebody but you have been called by God to live a holy life before the people of this world You've been chosen by God to follow His Word. You may not have an understanding of what your plan is, but I can tell you this as you read His Word, as you follow His Word, as you look to His Word, His Word will lead you. His Word will guide you. It will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And the Word of God, I believe, can decipher the purpose that God has for you in your life. You are chosen. You are chosen to walk out your calling. You are chosen to walk out your gifting. And the question might be, I'm not able. Uh, What do you do do if I'm not able? What do you do if I can't accomplish it? Well, the fact of the matter is, on this last point of this point, I want to tell you this God does not qualify. God does not call the qualified, but God chooses those and He qualifies the called. What I'm saying is, God doesn't look for someone that can preach. doesn't look like look for somebody that has the ability in themselves but God looks at someone and says you may not can do it but I can do it if God calls you to do something in his kingdom rest assured that if he takes you and begins to use you and you surrender to his plan God will perform it through you so the glory will not go to you but the glory will go to the king of Kings and the lords of lords the lord of lords you have a calling somebody say amen Jehu is called Jehu is an anointed and now we find Jehu in 2 Kings chapter 9 in what I call hiding you could call it holding you could call it a hallway. I, I don't know. You You choose. Jehu is called. But now Jehu seems to be in hiding. Jehu seems to be in limbo. Jehu is in a place called Ramoth-Gilead. Knowing his purpose. Knowing that something happened back in 1 Kings chapter 19. That changed the way he thought about his life. He found himself himself among associates that were not getting him to his purpose. He was in a hiding or a holding place and the purpose of his life was not unfolding. In fact, if we were all honest, we've been there before. Some may have even visited there last week some may feel like you are there today god i remember the word that you gave me and here i am and it's not coming to fruition god i remember how you anointed me and called me and time has passed and i feel like jehu i'm among associates that are not getting me to my purpose See, the holding place shows not only God's faithfulness, it also shows at times our determination to see it unfold. I don't know if Jehu is actually seeking it as much as I remember in my holding pattern I was and I am the reminder of where god called me and used me and wanted to send me and in that holding place of my life saying god what is going on why am I not why am i not seeing it happen why am but i am going to continue to seek after you We find Jehu here in this place. He's among associates. He's in a place called Ramoth Gilead. And he's waiting on the plan of God to unfold in his life. Three other people that we've already looked at did the very same thing. Moses did the same thing when he became an outcast in Egypt. He found himself in Jethro's home, not supposed to be there so to speak but destined to lead the people of God out of Egypt but he was in Jethro's home for David after his anointing as king he found himself not on the battlefield not in the throne room not doing what he had been anointed to do but he was still in the sheepfold For Jesus, He was born on the scene with a mighty birth and a great scene that we've all sung about and celebrated for over 2,000 years. And we look to the nativity as a wonderful miracle. But for His first 30 years, we see Him in the home of Joseph and Mary. Each one of these individuals were in the holding, in the hiding, in the in-between time. Do you know what The holding is like... Do you know what the in-between time from the calling to the fruition or to the walking out of your calling is like? Because if you don't, I do. Because what happens is it is a place of unknown. Is it a place a place that you feel like you are in obscurity? No one knows about you, no one has experienced what you know God has called you to do. It is a place of unknown, a place of obscurity, it is a place of development but it is also a place to where we get tired of waiting and just saying God when is it going to be time when you look at this revelation you got to hear what I believe the Lord dropped into my spirit for Moses while he was at Jethro's home he was purposed to be leading out the people of God While he was marrying and having a family, he was destined to deliver the people and deliver the family of God. While he was being a shepherd on the backside of nowhere, he was destined to see the Red Sea part. There was potential in Moses despite where he was. For David he was tending sheep but he was supposed to be in his future tending the nation. For David he was destroying bears and lions with his bare hand and no one saw it but he soon would be on a battlefield slaying a giant. For Jesus he was there helping his daddy do whatever he was doing in Nazareth. He was walking with Mary but soon he would be walking walking on water the same boy that would walk down the streets of Nazareth he was destined to be slain buried and resurrected what I'm trying to tell you today is I don't know where you're at in your holding pattern I don't know what you're waiting on but you are in a place don't you ever forget that God has more for you God has a purpose for you God wants to use you you may be just going through the motions right now and it may seem like you're getting tired and you're getting worn out but if you'll just hold on and keep trusting in the hand of the almighty God I believe that you've got things in front of you that nobody has seen you've got sermons and words and thoughts that no one has seen in the church God is going to do great things in your life He wants to take us and elevate us. And that's where we find ourselves with Jehu. In 2 Kings chapter 9, some say that this was Jonah. I read that this week because some have speculated in Jewish writing that Jonah was one of the students or sons of the prophets. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. But Elisha sends this young man and says go find Jehu. Don't you find it interesting? Could we get 2 Kings chapter 9 up there? Don't you find it interesting that whoa I'm going to have to go over here. (laughs) Okay that's better. And Elisha don't you find it interesting that it went from Elijah to Elisha? I don't know about you but I do the anointing started with Elijah and it continues with Elisha the same god that called you it doesn't matter if it's a new preacher it don't matter if it's a it doesn't matter who's passed away who's gone away he is still the same god his giftings his calling they do not leave you. They are. Hey, listen, they do not. You, listen, I know you can squander them, but if he's called you, I believe God is still wanting to use you. I find it interesting that Elisha says, go and get the man. The man walks over there. He, he, he gets to uh, this, this place in Ramoth-Gilead, and the Bible said that he found Jehu among his associates. It's an amazing thought there because it tells me that he is surrounded by people that he considered close to him, but they were, it seems to be, not pushing him to where he was supposed to go. I am not 100% sure of that, but I do think that it makes for a good point there, and I want you to hear the heart of this preacher, and I want you to hear what I'm about to say you better be careful that you don't surround yourself with people that are not pushing you to your call, but they are pushing you to what your flesh wants. You want people around you that are pushing you to your purpose, that they're pushing you to where God's wanting you to go. They're not. They're not. They're not okay with you settling for the for the here and now. They're not okay with you settling settling for the things of this world and the things that this world has for you. But you want yourself put around people that says, "Hey, Jehu, do you remember when you got saved? And do you remember when you got anointed? And they said you was going to be a king? I don't believe God's done with you. I don't believe God. I don't believe it's come to fruition. So I don't believe God has said it's over. I want people like that around me that I can tell hey look this is what God spoke into my heart and they're looking at me they say well it hasn't happened yet so I'm going to still believe that you are about to walk in your calling and walk in your anointing don't you settle for anything less than what God has for you don't you put yourself around people that are going to say just give up and do whatever you want to do just give up and live like this world act like this world I want to tell somebody including me to day may we put people around us that push us to pursue the purpose that God has for us because the God that called us he is going to continue to use us because he has a purpose for us man and the son of the prophet walks in and he says something very very unique when thou comest thither look out there Jehu the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in and make him, listen to this word, arise up from among his brethren, among everything that's coming, everything that he's used to. Get him up because he's got a purpose. Get him up because the the, the guy that you see among those brethren, he's about to bring a change to the northern kingdom. He's about to bring an end to the house of Ahab. He's about to bring an end to Jezebel. He's about to do what I have called him to do. You go and read the rest of Jehu's story. He is a... Battler. He is a warrior. And in that moment as he is among his brethren, he is the same guy. He's just not walking in his calling. And the prophet or the son of the prophet says, get up from among your brethren. I'm going to take you into a room and I'm about to anoint you. And look what he says. He says, you go and, and make him arise from among his brethren and carry him to an inner chamber and then take the box of oil and pour it on his head. Listen, sometimes you just gotta be reminded of what God helped me. I just gotta stop and tell you. Sometimes you need to be reminded of what God did for you years ago. I don't know where you were. I don't know what you went through. I don't know where you, what kind of service you was in. But sometimes you just gotta be reminded of the oil that fell upon you, that anointed you, that got you on your way, and called you. Sometimes you just need to be reminded of the God that touched you there's days I need to be reminded of what it was like to feel the power of an almighty God at the age of 15 I don't have to go back to Thorne I don't have to go back to Terry Road in Jackson Mississippi but I can get by my bedside I can get in the floor of my living room I can fall on these altars and I can say God I just need you to remind me once again that you put your hand on me in chapter 9 of 1st King and you have not forgotten about me yet and sometimes we need to be reminded. My Lord, some of us today need to be reminded. You need to feel his fresh oil. I can only imagine Jehu, when he got into that room, he found himself in that moment and all of his memories begin to flood his mind. And he said, oh, I remember when he called me. I thought it was strange. I thought it wasn't going to happen. But what he found out is the God that called you, he is faithful to complete it and there's somebody here today that needs to hear the preacher say it is time for you to rise up and walk in your calling it is time for you to rise up and do what God has called you to do oh God rise up like Moses rise up when He heard the voice of God out of a bush that did not burn. And he said, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Rise up like David when he's going to a battlefield. And he's hearing the voice of a giant. And he says, why is he defiling my God? rise up like Jesus when he leaves the wilderness defeating the devil three times by saying it is written rise up like Jesus and begin to walk in your placement and walk in your anointing and I believe you can be like Moses, Moses was headed to see the plagues fall, he was headed to see the Passover instituted he was headed to see the Exodus and he was headed to see the Red Sea, David was headed to slay giants and David was headed to lead a nation and to lead armies. And let me tell you about Jesus. Jesus left that wilderness and he was headed to a life of ministry that would see miracles, that would see the redeemer becoming to the people of God. He was headed to a place where he was going to become the savior of the world, the Passover, the lamb, the soon coming king of kings and the Lord of lords. All because they said we are going to rise up and walk in the calling that God has set before us and what I'm trying to tell you today and I hope that is resonating is that there is no telling what God has in front for you there is no telling what God has ahead of you, yes you yes you that feels like you've squandered years, that you can't get them back, that you've let down God one too many times the preacher is saying today rise up from your surroundings leave the place, leave the people and move toward your destiny, there may be Somebody in your way that needs you. There may be somebody in your way that needs your ministry, and your ministry is the one that's going to change their life. But what we cannot do is stay where we are. We must rise up and go forward. So the question is Are you ready? Are you ready to rise up from them, from that place of comfortability, from that place of status quo, from that place of same old, same all. For me, I'm ready. A couple weeks ago, I started a new routine. And every day when I do it, every night when I do it, as I begin to talk to the Lord, I just not for long I kept hearing that word rise up I kept hearing that phrase rise up I kept hearing that, that that thought rise up if you've noticed over the last three weeks we have been talking about getting up we've been talking about my child get up we talked about take them by the hand and pick them up but now I'm telling you it is time to move from obscurity Into a place of prominence. Not a place that we can receive our own accolades. But a place to where people notice what God is doing in our life a place where people see us pursuing our purpose. A place where we are executing God's plan in our life and not just going to church on Sunday that we are walking in our calling. We are walking in our placement. We've been in hiding for too long. We've been in hiding for far too long. We've been in a place of comfortability for too long, church. God has blessed us. God has strategically placed us and it is time for us for every man, woman, boy, and uh, girl in this church to rise up and say, I must be about my father's business. I don't want anybody stopping me from my purpose, anyone deterring me from my purpose, but I'm ready to rise up and see God move in my life. This is Pastor Michael Mooneyham. I want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We are so thankful that you chose to join us in this way, but we would also love for you to come and join us in person at 1102 Sergeant John Pittman Parkway in Greenwood, Mississippi. Our service time is at 1040 a.m., and we would love to see you here. Thank you once again for listening. We hope to see you soon. God bless.